Walter, I thought we had to do the Carlos Science theme song for today. That there's not a better song on which to start today's episode of the F World. Nicely done, my friend. Thank you, thank you. I was thinking about this on the drive in. I was actually uh, throughout the entire qualifying. There was a, there was a part where there's like you know the average speed here in Monza is only 167 uh, kilometer or kilometers or miles. Uh, I think kilometers an hour. Yeah. And I was driving at 120. I'm like, this isn't fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been noticing that I often uh, get toes on the certain straights on the highway from Chilliwack to Abbotsford, and I get a little toe and I can slip out and get into corners and it's like oh this is too dangerous it, for me driving I mean we should always drive safely and never exceed the speed limit but uh, driving is different I feel when you are an F1 fan I notice when I'm cornering I'm looking for the line I'm looking for the apex and if there's no other traffic on the road I'll uh, you know I'll go for the apex yeah <laughs> there's an actual spot uh, in Chelac off of the Lickman Highway uh, exit where you, uh, you if you if you, you go, you'll go down the overpass, but if you go another way, you hit a nice little tight corner into a really good chicane, long <laughs> chicane, wide chicane yeah, that comes yeah. out, and then another one. Yeah. And I always think of those. Yeah, there's it's my favorite my favorite two corners. There's, of the downtown Chilliwack. there's quite a few memes I think about you know where someone will post a picture of uh, a bit of a winding road and it'll say you know what an average driver sees and then it'll show it differently what an f1 uh, what an f1 driver or fan sees yeah. this is one line down the center <laughs> touching every apex <laughs> yeah I, th- I think about what i'm walking to uh sometimes when i walk yeah same campus here even I'm walking like, i'm looking for the apex you're right <laughs> yeah. yeah same so, uh, I'll, I'll be walking with mary Anjan, uh who's not joining us today here on the saturday of post quality shows on the f world civil radio 101.7 fm and walter just to let you know, this is also one of the first shows we're doing that's on 92.3 FM in Chilliwack. Hey, good to know. So, 92.3 FM in Chilliwack. So hello, Chilliwack here, Chilliwackians, fellow one of us here talking well, to you guys. So, we have a homie in Belgium, and hopefully we have several homies in Chilliwack. We definitely do. We definitely do. But anyway, so Mary and I will walk around the campus here, and we will, uh, I'll, I'll hit a corner, and I'll look at her, and she'll like, you're two tenths off. Like, okay, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I do have to come back to an earlier point that we were uh, making uh, in the regular Monday episode of the show. Uh, we were talking about Monza. Its nickname is the Temple of Speed. You were referring to the average speed of Monza. It is indeed 160-ish miles per hour. Miles is the average speed at Monza. Yeah, 250k. That's like pH. That's ridiculous. That's it, crazy. it is the Temple of Speed. That it is, is the yeah. fastest circuit. On the F1 calendar, currently about 80% of the lap is at full throttle. That's nuts. Um, I would not have thought of that. That's that's, I, why, that's why I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much, because <laughs> I, I would not have thought 160 miles. Unbelievable. So, well, that's what happens. Uh, but yeah, so Monza, the Temple of Speed... Proud congratulations uh, to Carlos Science for taking provisional pull, which is why we chose the smooth operator by Sade, uh, which is typically his the meme theme for for Carlos Science, the Andalusian as I like to call him, him and him and uh, Fernando Alonso, because Andalusian is a race in warhorse. Okay, it's a Spanish one. So Fair enough. Good that, connection. That's, that's what I. That's the little inside joke for me. Uh, 
Well, and and yeah, just uh, what a, what a what a fun day to be a Ferrari fan. Uh, and and as Sebastian Vettel likes to say, I have this quote here that I thought you you said it to me uh, once, but here this is a good one. Is uh, everybody's a Ferrari fan, even if they're not, they are a Ferrari fan. Even if you go to the Mercedes guys, even if they say that oh yeah, Mercedes is the greatest brand in the world, they are Ferrari fans. It, it's the Monza magic. They're really, I mean, I've never been to Monza. Uh, I've been to a few uh, Formula One Grand Prix, fortunately, but never Monza, maybe someday. Uh, but Seb is right, and, you know, uh, here's the proof in the pudding. I'm uh, double Ferrari today, Ferrari shirt and a Ferrari jacket. Just decked out. Just <laughs> like on all forms of, of Ferrari, too. Yeah, it's a few it's different great. seasons. Uh, the yeah. shirt has got the Santander still on it, and then the jacket... Uh, is a bit newer, I think, but still yeah, you has know, the hub- five, six has years the old. Hubbled, has the Hubble, has everything. So, yeah, yeah that's a, I think that's, if, that, if I'm correct, a Casper, the Casper Rusky, uh, that Casper Rusky one. That is a uh, Sebastian Vettel and Kimi Raikkonen. Oh, that'd be great. Well, there you go. That's a Ferrari. Kimi Raikkonen, the last Formula One drivers champion for Ferrari, two thousand seven. Oh my gosh! By one point, it's it's nuts to think it's been so long, Hmm. and it it's also nuts to think that like he wouldn't have won it if Fernando and Lewis weren't battling each other so much. Right? Exactly. Yeah, that was uh, Lewis Hamilton's uh, rookie season, where he damn near won the championship in his rookie season. Yeah. That's that's not Reese Reese is actually watching uh that season currently right now. Two thousand seven? Uh, yeah, he's nice. watching that. I'm watching two thousand eight because I'm I'm the Fil- F- Felipe Massa another another I think at the time Ferrari driver in two thousand eight when he lost Yeah, of course. Yeah. He yeah, lost yeah. to Hamilton by also one point, I believe. Uh, yeah, because of Crash Gate. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, well, amongst other things. Yeah, I think thing. the big one there in the final race in Brazil, Timo Glock. Uh, slowing down, who to this day says it wasn't on purpose, and that allowed Hamilton to get back up into fourth, I think, or fifth. Fourth. And that was enough to give him the point. So Felipe Massa won that race, and for a short time thought he was the world champion, and they were all celebrating. Uh, But, of course, there were still the cars behind him finishing, and that's when Lewis passed Timo Glock. And the rest, as they say, is history, but it's not history because it's still ongoing with Massa now uh, leading a legal charge to try to get that uh, looked at, at least if not overturned. Yeah, so that, that's why I brought up uh, the, the Felipe Massa at the time and, and Crashgate in 2008, not just because I'm watching it, but two current days of 2023. So right off the bat, we'll we'll do this. Is this, it's been a long time since we've done a, a qualifying show. It has. I think the last indeed was was in fact with you. So this is going to be we're going to do like the old way to be old main way with doing it we're going to start from the top and go all the way down through to lance stroll at the bottom which is still just the funniest thing for me uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah there we go oh my gosh i felt bad because i was watching practice i remember um i think it was watch was i watching fp1 it might have been fp1 um that i turned on and lance stroll uh two minutes into the free practice session had electrical problems and mm. power and cut the power out. <laughs> I, I saw a headline uh, claiming that he's going to be leaving F1. I and then I saw another headline with the team saying no, he's not. That's that that I heard that too. Mm. I, I I heard that as well. Um, tennis is what I heard. Yes, right? you're right. The, the, yeah, the tennis. The, yeah, the, uh, there's a Discord chat that we have going on that uh, that has um, just a bunch of tennis memes in one of my with one of my friends groups. So they're all just like. Today we're we're texting back and forth and like oh we're going back to table tennis or go to 
go to tennis. So well, you know, I, I think I alluded to this on Monday's show. Uh, if he just had, you know, 40 or 50, well, if he had 50 points, that would put Aston Martin into second place in the constructors. Yeah. And like easily attainable 50 points too, right? I, uh, I believe you would so. think so. Well, I mean, questionably attainable, but yeah. easily attainable. But yeah. So that's, uh, well, this is so as you said, getting back to yeah, the well, quality, going through it, uh, we, uh, you know, it's been so long. Do we go top down or bottom up? Um, we typically do top down, but if, right. we, if we were already starting with Lance Stroll, do you want to do bottom sure. up? Because then we get to the fun stuff. The sure. Stuff. All right. So Lance Stroll, we don't, I don't think we need to talk too much. Uh, P20 in the number 18 car with the Aston Martin. Potentially on the way out. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe to his credit, the I mean, he's been out-qualified by Alonso probably at every race this year. Maybe not quite everyone. But even Alonso uh, didn't look particularly fast in that Aston today. So it doesn't seem to suit the track. But dead dead last and uh, way, way off the pace. A couple, two, two and a half seconds off pole. Yeah. More than two and a half seconds. Yeah. And that's still kind of nuts to think that, like, two and a half seconds off pole... Um, well, I guess last, last season, uh, they were, oh, it was three seconds off pole with Mick Schumacher. Yeah. I was, just, I was just looking at that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Charles Leclerc. So it's still the window. I mean, that's qual that's a qualifying window, right? But yeah, that's still just ridiculously slow for an Aston Martin. It just seems almost unreal that it's that slow, but all weekend they seem to be very, even, even Fernando wasn't putting the most, his, his most powerful laps in from what I remember. Um, the practices, so whatever. Uh, P19, K-Mags, and the Haas, as per, per usual. And same as last year. He qualified P19 last year at the Italian wow. Grand Prix. What are you, what, is he going to be the next most consistent driver in F1? <laughs> just below 15s. <laughs> if you qualify, well, he's got the cutest baby picture. He I don't know if you saw the, uh, the F1 video where they were trying to guess the driver's baby photos. Um, uh, I didn't watch all of it, but I saw. But I, I saw, saw K Mags, and I, yeah, he had the cutest baby photo. Yeah, I did like uh, Valtteri's with. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he looks pretty much the same. Yeah, <laughs> Lewis is just same laughing. haircut. Yeah, Lewis is just laughing at it. Uh, that was a good one. Um, who else has a, his? I think it's his daughter. He's a daughter, right? Yep. Yeah, his daughter on, on seeing his daughter on track with his wife is absolutely adorable too. It's pretty great. And we have a double whammy in P18 and P17 with the Alpines, which Mary Ange, when I was texting her during, her, she's, of course, she wakes up at four in the morning most days. Uh, she, what was her thing? Oh, yeah. Big oof for Alpine mm. and all the French. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were talking last, well, on Monday again, uh, how the Alpine was quite fast in south in uh, the netherlands in the dutch yeah. grand prix and so i think that's a good insight for anyone who may be new to the sport of formula one is just because a, a a team and a car and a driver is particularly fast on one track doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be that fast on another track uh, and it also i think speaks to really the the magic the the excellence that we're seeing in Red Bull and Max Verstappen because they are pretty much fast on every single type of track but what we see with Alpine this week versus last week is a bit more typical I think in that sometimes there are cars and tracks that are better suited to each other and sometimes there are tracks that don't suit a particular car I think we're seeing a little bit of that in the Alpine this week although there was also some damage yeah but the damage may have been caused by the fact that the track didn't suit the car yeah, <laughs> it's all kind of a, 
a cascading and domino effect of when the car is either not set up for the track or you know, like they said the track's not suited. And Monza is a, a, a tricky one because they have some very very even even the slow corners are fast corners. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. And it's one of the ones I think that uh, someone was, I think was, you were just telling me that like it's one of the few tracks that's only like like eighty or ninety percent all straight like all power uh like, full throttle full yeah. throttle yeah, yeah it's eighty I think it's eighty one percent over eighty let's say more than eighty percent of the lap is done at full throttle yeah yeah so and and the Alpine car I would say at least the engine ever since Baku really has had a heavy problem since they had yeah. that massive thermal problem in yeah. Baku yeah. Uh, and so they're they're really struggling that's why they they have that petition to 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 redo the engine right to unfreeze the uh, development yeah well it's not so much unfreeze it's more like a a, a, de- a thawing out of, okay of like like where this doesn't is, where, doesn't unfreeze well, like, mean thaw yeah in a way but <laughs> I, I i guess like they don't mean to like completely take the, fr- okay. the freeze off so they to just, a lesser degree yeah gotcha. it's, it's it's like the the top engines like the mercedes and red bull wouldn't be touched but the renault engine might be um a red bull is in honda but the renault but the renault might be or the ferrari one might so have looking a for a bit of parody yeah, well, yep. they're just saying like if you're too far at a certain threshold back, then you should be allowed to get back up to the field, especially when you have such a massive problem like the way that the Alpine did, and yeah, and just uh, really, really crappy for them because this they were on a good, like you said, they were on a really good trend in uh, in Zandvoort, and then yeah, just yeah. total night and day. Yeah, night and day. Well, who? But at the same time, I think if I if if I remember correctly, I want to go to the Netherlands qualifying. Okay. Uh, do 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 P one. Where did Gasly? Gasly only qualified P twelve, and Esteban Ocon P seventeen, and then race result. Yeah, they Gasly P three and P P ten. So in the yeah. po- both points. Yeah. So if history repeats itself, um, they might they might climb up. Well, they could. I, and again, that's another, I think, good insight to anybody newer to the sport. Just as different tracks uh, suit different cars better than others uh, some cars and some drivers are better suited to quality than they are the race and vice versa some cars and drivers are better suited to the race than they are to quality and so we might be seeing that in the alpine that car uh, might have better as they say race pace over the whole you know distance of a, a 50 60 70 lap race depending on the circuit uh, they'll have more pace in that car than they will over a single lap mm-hmm 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 Moving up is we are going to have Joe Guan Yu with the Alfa Romeo Ferrari, which before we get into the the sadness of Joe Guan Yu, yep. the Alfa Romeo uh, livery, yeah, very nice, very week. nice, yeah, looks yeah. very. Again, going back to Monza magic, we typically do see teams doing things to celebrate the magic of Monza, especially uh, when there might be an Italian connection in in some way, but not always. So we see uh, a new livery for Ferrari. We see a new livery for uh, Alfa Romeo and uh, several drivers having special helmets as well. Mm-hmm. You saw, I think, uh, Valtteri Bottas, who we will get in a second, get to in a second here. Saw his special livery with. Uh, do you know, remember? Do you know who his livery was I, for? No, I saw it, and it was like an old timey. Uh, would it be Fangio? Uh, no, it is no. Giuseppe uh, Farina, okay. who was the very first world champion. He was Italian. Yep. And guess who he drove for? 
Must have, he must have driven for Alpha. He did. Yeah, he did drive it. Alpha sense. Romeo was nice. the first world. It's uh, it's kind of funny because uh, there's a few times I've talked, uh, I've had some people that we talked to, and they're like, "Well, is Alpha Romeo? Is they really a lot of people in a, a, like like the 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 legacy of Alpha Romeo? People kind of forget that Alpha Romeo was one of the first five uh, F1 teams. Yeah, it's like the NHL original six. Yeah, it was Alpha Romeo, Ferrari, Mer- Maserati. I don't think Maserati came in later. Mercedes, Renault, and I think Maserati were in there too. But uh, yeah. So, fun fun a fact for you. So that's joke on you. Then we're gonna go. You you were gonna say something though. Uh, I was just going to say Joe. This is one of the rare occasions where actually Bottas outqualified Joe. Yeah. Uh, I mean that the Alpha has not looked good all year on any kind of track. Bottas himself in quali and in races, I think, is just not performing at that level that he we know he can, having driven for Mercedes. Um, and so. Williams. Yes, of course. Yeah, right. Thank you. And for Williams. And I was happy to see Bottas uh, doing better. But as we get to him later, he still didn't do that great. Yeah. And on that note, uh, yeah, it's nice to see Bottas in Q2. But it he only got in Q2. Uh, well, his, his Q2 time was a bit better than Logan Sargent's Q2 time, mm-hmm. Q1 time and everything. But... Actually, no, it wasn't Q. Logan uh, no, no Logan you're right. Sergeant had a better Q one yeah. time. Yeah, interesting. Um, but he got out of he. He's only four th- only four thousand four thousandths faster than Logan Sergeant, Sergeant, who's in P fifteen, yeah. and that's the one I I feel the most sad for because the car looked strong most again, of the weekend. Yeah, we we talked about this again on Monday. We were predicting good things for Williams, uh, because the Williams car is fast and Mons is a fast circuit. And we predicted, well, the Williams will probably continue to be fast. And indeed it was. Uh, we say Al- we'll get to Albon eventually, but he's much, much, much higher up the grid. He was in Q3 again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I caught a little bit of the post-race, inter- post-race interviews with uh, Logan Sargent. And uh, even, I think, right after Quali, you could hear his team radio saying that he had uh, messed up something in the final or in the parabolica. The parabolica sounds like a parabola. It's that big big sort of u-turn almost in the circuit final one and if you get that wrong you lose a lot of time because it's a big corner and then it leads on to that final straight yeah that's what he said he messed up yeah that's that's what i heard too when he was uh saying uh at the end there too uh which is just too bad you'll you like to see it i i never i i was saying this actually i never thought i would be uh a uh like Really cheering for for Williams. <laughs> <laughs> you've come to the. You've come. I'm not going to say the dark side because I don't think Williams. Side. Yeah, come to the blue side. Yeah. You know, Williams. Honestly, it's a great team. It's historic. It's a punchy team. It's a private. Well, they're not private anymore. They're on the stock exchange and they're public. But it's not a constructor in like Mercedes or Ferrari. You know, they're, they're just a pure racing team. They have technology off offshoots and that. But but really, at the heart, it's a racing team, and it used to be family owned. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you look back at their history, the things that they've done, they, they absolutely dominated uh, through the 80s and much of the 90s or some of the 90s. And another thing I often say about Williams, to me, they're a lot like the Montreal Expos in that a lot of the great players in baseball started in Montreal and nobody knows that. Yeah. So a lot of the great F1 drivers were at Williams. Yeah. A lot of the champions were at Williams. Yeah. Nico Rosberg was at Williams. George Russell was at Williams. 
Valtteri Bottas, as he said, was at Williams. Massa? Uh, Massa was at Williams. Barrichello was at Williams later in his career. Weber drove at Williams. Like, everybody has driven at Williams because just like Ferrari is the dream, in many ways, Williams was the dream, too. You wanted to drive for Williams. They they are truly, I think, a legacy team. Yeah, and you think, like, Williams Renault was it was mm-hmm. a power was it and Williams Elf was it was a big team yep. back in the day and sure. a big competitor so it's nice to and and I, th- I think when the the start of the season was was happening and I think that our the article that we did in the in the Cascade the UFE's news the UFE's newspaper here on the Abbotsford campus of of um, UFE on Stolo Tamuk the sacred land of the Stolo First Nations uh, we you and I had even said that. We were looking really excited for it because of James Voles and coming in with all that Mercedes yep. understanding, mm-hmm. all the new all the new blood that's that's in there and stuff. And you really got to see as soon as that. I would I would argue the the only official B spec car that mm-hmm. we've had, even though you can't really say yeah, it's a quote B-spec, unquote, yeah, yeah, the happened in Canada. Williams has turned their season. I would almost say like it's almost I'd almost say turned their season around, but. You, you, it's that's hard to say. You think? Well, we're seeing a lot more in, in uh, performance from them. Yeah, I, I'd say McLaren also kind of has turned their season around. I think McLaren and Williams, two great British teams, mm-hmm. uh, are probably the best examples of uh, a second half of the season push. Yeah. But I did hear the other day that Williams has now officially stopped development on this year's car, and they've now uh, uh, moved all of their attention to next year's car. Which so, makes sense. Well, we to always have this degree. conversation, right? Like, when do you do that? And you and I always have this conversation. Yeah. We talk about it. And it's, it's understandable, as you say. But it's also a little unfortunate because the, Williams is just on that cusp now. This year, it'd be nice to see them maybe do one or two more little updates just to keep them yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, the, the, exactly. That's what I feel like. Especially because if you think that, like, before Canada, they were... They were with Alpha Tauri mm-hmm. at the bottom <clears throat> with like yeah. barely any points. Yeah. And then since Canada, they've gone from, I'm looking this up, they went from four points to 15. Right. Now. And I suppose. Which you don't think is a lot, mm. but it is a lot when you think of every, you think of six out of those ten top 10 points yeah. are taken up already. Right. Uh, yeah, good point. And I think pragmatically, as we talk about it, it'd be nice to, or I say, it would be nice to see them to continue to develop that car. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're not going to be catching Alpine in sixth, I don't think. They're not, you know, so no, right now they're, no. they're sitting with 15 points at seventh in the Constructors Championship. Alpine is with 73 points at sixth. So really, yeah, it would be nice to see them still getting into Q3 and, and getting points. But at the end of the day, those points are kind of going to be meaningless because they're going to finish in seventh regardless. Yeah. So I do get it. Yeah. And it makes so and when you look at that sense, it makes sense to go to 24 with everything that you have learned right now. You know how the car's performing. It's not going to change too much. Now you have so much more development time yeah. anyways. Yeah. And you look at the seventh place team. Whoever, like the last two people who finished in seventh, seventh the last two years have always jumped up. You look at Aston Martin. Yeah, hey, nice. At, uh, uh, who was it in seventh in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one? Boy, I'd um, have to look it up. I don't even recall. Yeah, the COVID uh, years are a blur. Yeah, twenty twenty one was twenty twenty one. Oh, that was Aston Martin. So yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, you're right. They've jumped up, but they've jumped up with a huge influx of cash. Which you know, we talked about new blood at Williams. Uh, which is true and which is good, but we need to see new money at Williams as well. Yeah, and there's been talk about that. They're they're really trying to uh, 
to open up again to unfreeze or to thaw some of the cost cap issues and to allow for uh, capital costs, that is, you know, to build, um, get equipment or to build factories. And well, and, you know, even think we're going to have this conversation again when we get to Alex. Well, Alex. Actually, no, I'm excited because when we get to Alvin, we get only talk about Alex for a little bit too. So I'm happy for that. But for the for the no jump to jump on like the the development and everything, mm-hmm. you think that the fact that James Voles even says Williams has a wind tunnel, we just it's just been broke. We just <laughs> haven't just old. fixed it. Yeah, yeah. Like we haven't changed it for for 15 years. Yeah, and then yeah. you so have all this technology, and that was one of the things that Williams did. I was looking this up actually. Williams was not one, of, not the first team because there's Ferrari, there's all those other st- other teams, but they were one of the first teams that wasn't a manufacturer right. that already had a wind tunnel for cars to build a wind tunnel. Yeah. So that was another. That's they were very much on the the leading edge of technology sure. for yeah, a long absolutely. time. Absolutely. So uh, the last thing I'll say, at least about Sargent and Williams, before we move on, uh, is that on the bright side. The Williams car is fast, so maybe we'll have an opportunity to see Logan Sargent's racecraft and maybe see him overtake some cars and maybe, you know, fingers crossed, maybe he finishes in the points. You know, so mm-hmm. starting where he's starting uh, in the race down in 15th, maybe we see him overtake a few cars and end up in the points, and that could be exciting. Yeah, and like to move to on that note, moving up, we have Valtteri Bottas and Alfa Romeo with the 121.940, so four thousands ahead of Logan Sargent's 121.944. Uh, Alfa Romeo, I, I think, yeah, I think we've talked jump. about yeah. them. Yeah, it's the same thing because Valtteri Bottas, sad to see him so low, but yeah. understandable. Car why. looks good, cool helmet. We can yeah. move on. Exactly, and then you have Nico uh, Hulkenberg in P13 with his half Ferrari at a 121.776. Pretty typical spot. Yeah, I think he's one of those drivers which, I mean, he is a good racer as well, but typically I think he performs better over the one lap of quali. I think he's one of those drivers we were alluding to earlier that is a bit just performs better in quali than a race. Yep, yep. I, I give you that. Apparently he has out-qualified Kevin Magnussen every, like the last five or six races. Tolkenberg, another driver who has driven at Williams, although I don't think he had a regular race seat, but he was uh, deputized to come in at some point, and I think he holds Williams's most recent pole position lap at Brazil in the rain. I'm going to say in 2019, 2020, somewhere in there. For Nico Hulkenberg in yeah. Brazil? Yeah, I think his last Williams pole position was set by Hulk. Uh, let's see here. That, that, I don't know if you can look that one up quickly. That might be hard to find. Uh, where is Brazil in 2020? Yeah, well, uh, again, that's the problem. Yeah. I don't yeah. know the year, so. Yeah, well, we won't worry about <laughs> it. Moving now. on. Moving on uh, to who is it? We have... Yuki Sonoda. Yuki Sonoda. No, we have Liam Lawson. Oh, yeah, sorry. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Liam Lawson, who I feel is getting the butt end of the stick for not getting his own F1 title opening ah, because graphic they, yeah graphic because they haven't confirmed whether or not um danny rick is coming back which uh, we hear that probably around tw- uh singapore like maybe singapore japan he's supposed okay. to come back i think All it really right. depends on what happens but yep. honestly you know like dare i say it they're doing better like i mean again uh, they are term, you're, you're not wrong but, but it, it's hard to say we're comparing it's a little bit apples to oranges because yes we're saying that uh, lawson is doing better than danny rick did in those two races 
but maybe just the tracks are suiting him better. Like that's not to say that Danny Rickman driving today, you know, he could have done maybe even better. Yeah, you know, it's still so up. We don't for know. Yeah. Technically, Danny Rick is McLaren's last race winner. So at, at Monza, Monza, yes, <laughs> the Monza Magic, the Monza, the Monza Magic. Magic. I think that's going to be the name for this episode. Yeah, oh, the Monza Magic. Yeah, um, and then so we'll, we can talk about Alpha Tauri together here because we have Liam Lawson P12, Yuki Tsunoda P11. Uh, honestly, pretty pretty much. Yuki, Yuki might have to change his thing if Yuki gets the second Red Bull seat. He should change his number to 11. Because he seems to be getting to P11 a lot this season. Um, mm-hmm. For both qualifying and in the race. That's just a little joke because Sergio Perez is number car yes. 11. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Red Bull seat is always number 11. There you go. That would work. The curse. That yeah. would work. <laughs> the curse of the second Red Bull seat to be double one, but not number one. Um, I think this is I think this is a good time to kind of take the second to say, like, with Nick DeVries, not to bring up that old sore spot, uh, unless you are Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, it is pretty typical to be below P10 in your first in rookie season of F1. Yeah. So Logan Sargent, okay. Liam Lawson, you guys are doing totally fine. Uh, at P12 and P15 in that. In well, and especially in that car, uh, in that team, you know, the, that team maybe has a bit more stability now. And the car, I don't know if they've developed that car at all. I don't know if they brought any upgrades. I haven't um, heard anything. It's, it's not a great car, and it's surprising given how great the Red Bull car is. But obviously, you I know, heard different. I heard they're not even doing a new car next year. Oh wow! Red Bull is just giving them the RB19. There you go. Oh, the 19. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Like this current it's a good car. Year, yeah, because they apparently you can do that, which I think is like the most ridiculous rule ever. Right. That'd be kind of like that would kind of be like in it Mercedes giving Williams the W11. In, well, in I, I think it's a little bit different because Williams is a uh, an engine customer, whereas Red Bull and Alpha Tauri are owned by the same parent company. So I think that's maybe the difference there. And yeah. I'd say another interesting point not to uh, get lost in our discussions that is that this is also a home race of sorts for Alpha Tauri. It's a Scuderia. Yeah. 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 People, there was actually, it was funny. There was a video I was watching yesterday, so the Friday that uh it was actually sebastian vettel's first season at toro rosso mm-hmm. and he was driving a little vespa yeah a scooter around yeah, yeah. and he was the same like people kind of like it's great because we moved it to scuderia and people right. love it yeah and i love it so uh very very influential sebastian vettel uh, just just influential drive racing driver and, and philosophy and and really just i love the appreciation uh for italian ship that he has mm-hmm. he seems to really appreciate diff- the different minor details of the cultures well i i think when you race for ferrari uh it happens you know it it would be the exception to the rule i think for someone to go into ferrari and not come out of it with a deeper appreciation for uh the country of italy the culture of italy and even the language and uh, i think when we get on to charles leclerc i'll have something to say about that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we definitely Will, uh, you know what, to speak of that, because we finished up with, with Yuki Sonoda, so we are going to take a short break here on Silver Radio 101.7 FM in Abbotsford. Now, and do you want to say it? I forgot the frequency, yeah. 92.7? 90, 92.3. Oh, 92.3. How, how you remember it is um, station manager Aaron Levy is yep. from Toronto, 
So you got to think of the years 1992 okay. World World Series, okay. Toronto Blue yeah. Jays won, and the, the sec- ni- and the 93. Oh, very nice. Back to back. That's so. a great uh, mnemonic, mnemonic, mnemonic device. Yeah, I, I don't know. Memory as a, device. As, yeah. as, a, as a BC boy, I don't know how I feel about a BC radio station being remembered by the Toronto Blue Jays yeah, World but Series. But that's Canada's team, especially exactly. in the 90s. So exactly. 92.3 Chilliwack. So moving up, we are finished the non-scoring point. Racers, mm-hmm. and we now get to the points, the the fun the fun one. Yeah, Q3. So uh, for anyone who may be new to the sport, in qualifying, there are three sessions, uh, Q1, Q2, and Q3. In Q1, we lose uh, five drivers. Mm-hmm. In uh, Q2, we lose five drivers. And then that leaves us with 10 drivers in Q1, and that's the starting grid. Starting grid. Here we go. So from number 10. You, you're surprised. It's, it's honestly surprising to he- say the name in P10, thinking of this season. Fernando Alonso yeah. and the Aston Martin with a 121.417, the last of the 121s. Yeah, the only driver in the top 10 in the 121s. That means everyone else is in the 120s. Um, and you and I were talking during that break. What's noticeable to me, well, a couple of things. Number one, uh, the car just seems to not be performing well on that track. But again... We see how a driver of Alonso's caliber and his experience can really get the most out of the car because him and Stroll are theoretically driving the same car. There can be differences in setup, but that's their own choice. So if they got the setup wrong on Lance's car, that's their mistake. So theoretically, same car, and you see 10 places difference between them. So however many millions they're paying Alonso, it's worth it because that's what you get in an experienced driver. Mm -hmm. The other thing that stands out to me is that his... um, uh, his Q3 time, which is done on the soft tires, because now in qualifying, you everyone is on the hard tire in Q1. Everyone is on the medium tire in Q2. And everyone is on the soft tire in Q3. That's regulated now. His yeah, that's what they determine as the alternative ATA? tire arrangement. Allotment? Arrangement? Allotment arrangement. Yeah, ATA. I remember the Sky Sports people were like, I don't know which one it is. And yeah. They're like looking at the thing yeah. today. But yeah, the ATA. So his so- you would expect when you go onto a soft tire, it's going to have more grip and therefore should give you lower lap times because the car would be faster. Um, you didn't see that. Now, again, it's Monza. Not as many corners. I get it. It's not as important. But if you look at the, uh, when we get to the eventual pole sitter today, you know, the pole time between Q2 on the medium and Q1 on the soft is about seven or eight tenths quicker, which is what you would expect. But Alonso is less than like, less than a tenth quicker between the medium and the soft. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that was due to traffic because you saw as soon as. Yeah. There was another new rule this quality. Yeah, which yeah. almost, which we'll get to, because it yeah. almost, it almost killed Ferrari's <laughs> yeah. dreams. Um, I yeah. was like, yeah. I was this close. Definitely, so I was like, oh, please God, millimeters no, from please crying. God, no. <laughs> yeah, and and like just for the controversy that would erupt, you know, and there's going to be controversy anyway. But yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. That's spoiling the good conversation, you know. Um, but yeah, so, but on that note, are are you enjoying the ATA? Um. You know, honestly, I haven't really noticed it. And I think you and I were discussing this even before it happened. So uh, if maybe anyone at the FIA is listening to the F world, maybe they got the idea from us. Because I do recall us in an episode talking about that and saying maybe it's something they could try uh, just to make sure everyone's actually racing. Um, Yeah, I'm okay with it, I think. Yeah, I don't. I I totally get 
the argument of the purity of the sport and going fast and everything on the soft tires. Yeah. But what I I like the idea of not using as much soft tires, so you have it more of an option for the race in, in the sure. race and making and making the races a little bit Good faster. Point. You know, doing double soft pits. Yep. Doing, and that stuff. Yep. Brings a little bit more strategy out. Yep. Uh, and I, I think what I like about it is that you do get to see different cars in the qualies qualifying typically mm-hmm. like yeah. i know that yeah what we have is pretty standard typical yeah, for what we have this season sort of but i think that's more of a car development thing mm. rather than a tire, tire problem thing, yeah i think that if every car was let's say on par with at least the mclaren the the williams and mclaren then you would see Haas. I I would bet you would see some Alfa Romeos and even more and Alpines more in the in the Q3 with the tire changeups because they all perform so differently on yeah. different tires. Yeah, yeah. I think in this particular race, if there was still the freedom to choose, I I think maybe you'd see Alonso uh, going on the mediums again in Q3 and maybe mm-hmm. getting one or two more places. He might have been actually quicker on the mediums, maybe. Yeah, and I remember in in free practice too they were talking about how the teams weren't really loving the softs uh er, earlier into in the free pra- into FP2. So I wonder if that's just like Yeah, that's the, what I'm saying. It, yeah, that's it, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh so there there's Fernando Alonso in P10 with the the great green car. Um I'm sorry Marianne, I know you want him to win, but Probably not going to win this one. Yeah, and, and <laughs> just very quickly, I guess, before we move on, I think, yeah, there was talk. I think he was talking, at least, in um, one of the practices about, yeah, that he he thought he might have a chance to win. Yeah. He's going. He was saying that, yeah, I'm willing to take a little bit of a risk because the he, he had the, the sniff of a win, mm-hmm. and now here he is and in it, P10. And so. I mean, like, it's it's qualifying. Fernando Alonso, yeah, who he's he's the wily fox. Yeah, of, he's he has both quality pace and race pace. So yeah. he's not this kind of guy like, oh, he'll be faster on Sunday. Yeah. No, he's going to be as fast. Yeah, and I think that's just as fast as that car is. Mm, yeah, but I don't know. Like, I I think like I think my, the the point I was trying to make is that even though it's P ten and Fernando Alonso with an Aston Martin, they might dial around some change ups and uh, you might see something because you could just. Get the I hope you're right. Wrong. I hope you're right. But typically, yeah. cars are faster in quality. Right, like they're just yeah, they're set up enough. faster. So I hope you're right, but I'd be surprised. I think he's going to finish P10. Yeah, uh, I, that's not what I want. I'm going to say I think. I'm going to say P7. Okay, I'm going to say P7. Okay, for Fernando, barring retirements. But yeah, except unless he crashes. No, um, I mean any other cars. Like if, if he gets up oh, in the okay. P7 because uh, two cars were retired, I'm not going to say you won. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's completely fair. I, I I I'll completely agree to that. All right, yeah, thanks. yeah, that's that's a fair that's a fair rule. Um, moving up, just a smidge is going to be Lando Norris in the McLaren uh, with a one twenty point nine seven nine, so almost five tenths, maybe a little bit, almost six tenths faster than Fernando Alonso there. Yeah, ha- more than with, half a second with the same engine. Um, whatever McLaren's doing, putting in their Kool Aid is really working. <laughs> um, I actually, I want to give a special shout. out. There is an employee, a student employee here. Um, at UFE, her name is Jada. Okay. Uh, her boyfriend works for McLaren in nice. getting parts and everything. Nice. So I saw her wearing her Lano Nor- uh, Lano Norris Carlos Sainz hat. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's a that's a good era of a, of McLaren. Right. That would have that yeah. was a, that was a near golden era. The of bromance. That was a, that was a, yeah. That was when it started. That was yeah. the first major one we had before Danny Rick came in and messed everything up. Yeah. No, not really, because I think that uh, Carlos Sainz 
had to go to Ferrari. You get a call from Ferrari, you're going to Ferrari. Well, of course. Right? So. And and let's not forget, Carlos Sainz was a teammate to Max Verstappen. He was. Or Rosso. <laughs> to Rosso. Yeah. For a, a Before they became they had, Alpha Tauri. They had so. a lot of problems put together. <laughs> cause oh, my gosh. That was one of the first times I was... It's funny because when I was watching the 2016 races with my uncle, he was like, oh, my gosh, that Max Verstappen really just yells at people on the radio. I was like, that's a good, that's good. Good observation. I love that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Anyway, so Lando Norris, uh, car number four in P9. Uh, That's pretty solid for McLaren. Well. Considering how bad they were at the start of the season. As we said at the top of the episode, they also, I think, have kind of turned their season around in the second half. They've their upgrades seem to be really doing well and they're doing much better. Um, interestingly, this is uh, one of the rare occasions that uh, Piastri is out-qualified. Mm-hmm. I Norris. think so. Yeah, 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 it is. I don't know if it's the first, uh, but it's... it's No, because no, I think he I think he out-qualified him in Belgium. Yeah, I, I can't recall, but nevertheless, he did, and we'll get to him in a moment. Yeah, we definitely will. Uh, above Lando Norris is Sir Lewis Hamilton himself. Seven-time world champion. Seven-time world champion. Five-time Monza winner, I believe. Seven-time mm. pole, seven pole sitter. Damn. Five-time Monza winner. Good on you. Deep dive. Um, yeah, tied with Michael Schumacher. Tied with, uh, for race wins, I think pole positions, he's tied with Fernando Alonso and Michael. And mm-hmm. I think Vettel. Or I think Vettel only has six. I can't remember. Yeah, he's, but. he's, a, he's a goat. Some people yeah. say the goat, and yeah. you know we don't have time for that discussion. Well, but because uh, you know, he's, he's definitely at the very least a goat. Yeah, <laughs> I am absolutely. I'm, I'm waiting for a rainy day here in Abbotsford so that way I can wear my Lewis Hamilton shirt that I got. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh nice. Cause, yeah, because yeah. I had the sales on uh, his his plus forty four oh, nice. world stuff. So I got nice. Reese a hat and I got myself. Oh, very. Hat, I'm I'm shirt. looking forward to seeing you in that, dude. It's it's a it's all it's got a bunch of his stickers and stuff. So cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. But yeah, P eight. Uh, with a one twenty point eight two zero, uh, yeah, the Mercedes car looks just weird, like wonky all pract all weekend long so far. I'm almost amazed that Russell, we haven't said his name yet because he he went up, but I'm almost amazed he got into as high as he did. I yeah. didn't think that they would. I thought they'd both be in P seven, P eight. I was a little surprised at. I know I know we're not on him yet, but on Russell's performance, and a little disappointed if I'm being honest, because he knocked uh, Albon down a place. Because I I wasn't expecting Russell to uh, to turn in the final lap that he did in quality, but nevertheless he did, and we'll get to him in a moment. Uh, I'd also like to give a kudos to Mercedes's PR team, mm. in that I think they were very canny in releasing the news of uh, Lewis's re-signing on this particular weekend. Yeah, because it's Monza. Of course, it, Ferrari is going to be gobbling up the headlines because it's their home race and it's Monza and everything else. Uh, so I think to announce the the re-signing of uh, Sir Lewis Hamilton on this particular weekend was, I, I think, a stroke of brilliance from a PR and marketing standpoint. Yeah, it really quelled a lot of rumor stuff. I'm, I'm happy that it's till 2025. I was hoping we'd get him till 28 mm. uh not we a bit like it's Mercedes yeah, yeah, yeah. Because fans of, or yeah F- because yeah. i think there was would have been a lot a, a huge sigh of relief almost to hear yeah i want to sign in through the the engine change up yeah so i'm kind of worried that if he doesn't get his i wonder if he doesn't get his eighth championship right before 26 right. he's going to score like i'm done oh for sure you know like i so, i think i was you know and as i often do I, I pull things out of uh, left field but i was talking about him retiring at the end of this year yeah you thought he'd be in the middle of the season or maybe in mid-season yeah and i you know but their performance has turned around enough like they're number two two in the constructors, constructors. right yep. 
Yeah. Yep. So I think that's why. But if they were still doing as bad as they were last year, oh, I still think yeah. he may have. Uh, nevertheless, he did re-sign. Uh, I think it was very good of Mercedes to announce that this weekend to capture, recapture some of those headlines. And also that Russell didn't re-sign at the same he time. Did. But no, they did. Oh, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, they so the contracts also expire at the same time. So yeah. that's going to be two, very, two very interesting at Come the mid, you know, the silly season of 2025. Yeah. There's going to be two Mercedes seats up for grabs. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. It depends how well. Well, they'll be up for grabs because yeah. yeah. the contracts end. Yeah. yeah. Well, unless something like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of feel like if, if they keep, if at least George keeps performing the way he is. Yeah. I expect him to be, I expect Mercedes to be signed him. Yeah. But, yeah. but who knows? Who technically, knows? he's taking his own seat. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they're oh, true. Okay. very, very technically, there are two seats up for grabs because two contracts end. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a while. Could you imagine 2026 complete new driver lineup? Just Lewis Lewis gets an eighth championship, retires. Yep. George is like, uh, I'm going to go to Ferrari or Red Bull yep. or something. Alex and, uh, Albon. Alex oh. Alex Albon. That would he would he deserve he, if he if he continues to have He's his, got the Mercedes engine in the car now. Yeah, if he continues to have do what he's doing now, he deserves a better seat. Yeah. Albon and Piastri. That would be the lineup. That would be my yep. lineup. I'd say Alvin and Piastri. That would be go. a nuts we should, Mercedes lineup. Let's remember this date. Yeah, okay. We so, just called the Mercedes 2026 drivers. Okay, September twenty September 2nd, 2023. We have Alvin and uh, Piastri. Oh, I hope we're right, man. Yeah. <laughs> no matter <laughs> if, I hope we're still doing this at this time, and I'm we actually are. probably sure we will be, but if I'm not around, we got to talk about this when we hear will, the 2026 drivers announced for Mercedes. Like, if that if it happens, I will... If I'm doing, if we're doing I'm, phone ins yeah, around the world. Wherever am, we are, we're yeah. talking about this. I'm nice. calling you on this nice. the minute this uh, back gets confirmed. But who would be your number one, Piastri or Alvin? Oh, probably Piastri. Yeah, yeah I'd have to say that. <laughs> Especially if he continues to do this well. And speaking of uh, Piastri, Piastri, that's the segue. <laughs> yeah. uh, Car 81, Oscar Piastri, who, by the way, I just want to give a shout out to Oscar Piastri's mom. She is the funniest uh, tweeter. Oh, okay. Seen. She she has such funny tweets about him on yeah. the race days. Oh, I've, the I've one, not checked that out. Yeah, oh, she, nice. they're they're so adorable. They're, they're very mom, and um, I don't know. They just embodies what I think every mom uh, whose son drives race cars for a living says. <laughs> oh, so, fair enough. Yeah, lovable, lovable mother. Anyways, Oscar Piastri and his McLaren qualified P seven uh, for a one twenty point seven eight eight five. Pretty good, pretty good for the Temple of Speed. I think if I remember... Did more laps than anybody, yeah. interestingly. Did 24 laps, but I think one more than his teammate, and two to three, four more than a lot of the other drivers. So that's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't really know what how... I, I never understood how the laps in qualifying work when you have like so many versus the other and, and that. So, Well, it just means you're taking more life out of the tires, and you're taking more time to get your lap time so the the lap times weren't coming maybe for the mclaren now they could have been stuck in traffic because as we alluded to there was a new rule in place uh i believe this was the first instance of it whereby the drivers were given a certain set time by which they had to complete a lap uh between the the first safety car line which is basically the pit exit or the second safety car line, which is basically the pit exit, and then the first safety car line, which is basically the pit, the pit entry. Yeah. And they had to go around in about 141 or one was it 144? 144. And so a lap time here is 120-ish. So they had about 20, 20 to 24 seconds to quote-unquote play with because what they were trying to, what the FIA was trying to avoid was people going on the track very, very slowly 
to make a buffer so that they had room to go very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so Clean we air. saw a lot more traffic, yeah. a lot more traffic at Monza this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think playing around with these rules are kind of interesting. Um, I, I, yeah, I, the I, intention's good. Yeah. But then you see the issue, and we'll get onto it in depth, I think, when we talk about uh, Carlos and uh, uh, Charles. Charles. But, yeah, you see issues. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely see that. Uh, quick thing before we move to Alex Albon. Where do you, P8, where do you think Lewis is going to place in the race? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there, you know, there's pace in the car because we see Russell higher up in the order. So uh, I'll say P5. P5? Yeah. I, I, I was going to say P. I was going to say P6 or P5 too. That's a solid one. Uh, but speaking of P6, Alexander Alvin and the Williams Mercedes and the Williams Mercedes with a 120.76. Zero, good on you, Alex. Yeah, what a, I I say, what a qualifying. He, I think every qualif every Q he placed P three or P four, and then got just jumbled yep. down the list. And he had some fastest sectors. Uh, sector car, one the, each time. The car is quick. Which we I know think, that. Which I think is ironic because sector one has the is the sector that is has, that the bit of the twisty bits. Yeah, that's that's the, <laughs> that's the part with the the one chicane and the the high speed corner, which. The two spots that the Williams car is supposed to be the worst at. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so uh, good again, on him for I think we sector. we might be seeing a touch of Alonzo brilliance coming out of uh, Albon, where he's mm-hmm. just able to extract the absolute maximum. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm thrilled to say that because, to be quite honest, when when Albon was at um, Red Bull, I I really wasn't a fan, and I mm-hmm. think maybe I, think- I don't I don't know why that is, but I, I think maybe he was in over his head, perhaps. And so I just couldn't get on board with him because I, I didn't see him performing. I didn't think, honestly, I didn't think he deserved that seat at that time. I think they just needed to take Pierre Gasly out versus sticking with him. And I think that, you know, going in, that was the 2019, the great 2019 and 20 and a little bit of 2020, right? Oh, so, I again, I can't um, remember the years. It's all jumbled 20, up. But. Yeah, because 2019, that was, that was the year that I think they had just started. I think they were finished up with their Renault engine or they had just started the Honda engine. Mm. And Ricardo had left, and that was, I think, the year that Horner was like, that was going to be a year to really push for a championship. Ricardo left, yeah. really messed up their plans. Yeah. And so Gasly and, I think, Albin in those two years had so much pressure putting on them because they had mm-hmm. to be at 2016 Daniel Ricardo level as soon as they got on the car. Yeah, fair point. So I, I, I wasn't a fan of Albon at the time, but I definitely am now because I, I think – as I said, I just compared him to Alonso. So for me, that's high praise. Yeah. And uh, so I like what he's, <laughs> I like, I like what he's doing. I hope he keeps, keeps it up. And I think we're seeing, we're seeing him keep it up. It wasn't a one-off. Uh, there's pace in the car. He's getting the pace out of the car. Uh, so good on him, as mm-hmm. you say. Mm-hmm. Him and, uh, just hearing that how him and James Voles are able to really connect and work together on development. He sounds like he's, he's speaking of Alonso. Uh, and comparing him to that, it sounds like he does have a, some Alonzo and Vettel and even a science level of, I'm going to just grind away at this car and work with it and really know this car. Even if Verstappen is the king for this as well, uh, just as knowing his, his car really well. And it seems that, ever, especially since Canada, he's been doing that a lot more, a lot of more time in the sim, a lot from reports and everything. And uh, yeah, he's doing really changed, I think has really bettered his career. Taking taking the opportunities yep. with the new leadership, 
to really take the steps forward. That's right. And 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 this is not Alexander Alban's first season with Williams, you know. And so I think his uh, first seasons as well, uh, again, I wasn't so much of a fan because I just wasn't seeing anything out of him. But I think now something's clicked. It could be Vols. Probably is. It's the changes that he brought in. And far be it from me to promote another podcast on our very own podcast here on the F World. But the uh, F1 Beyond the Grid, uh, the actually they're all they're all amazing but Great the one episodes. with uh, with Vols also very good because you get a lot of insights into his philosophy and what he wants to do with the team so uh, mm-hmm. after you're done listening to our episode here of the F World then go check out F1 Beyond the Grid yes oh the Fraser Valley Blues uh, group I actually went to one of their jam sessions uh, in Hope uh, one time it was a lot of fun yeah, yeah. Um, rhythm and blues, blues, great, yeah. great music, and uh, I think there are a lot of great Canadian artists uh, in that genre. Yeah, definitely. One of the things that I've uh, I've really appreciated with my time uh, here at Civil Radio has been learning that all the the, the unknown Canadian artists yep. and and, un, and kind of um, unappreciated ones, mm-hmm. but also just learning that that how much of a jazz scene, specifically Chilliwack and Hope had for a num for decades. J- jazz. Yeah, okay, cool. Huge, I, I wouldn't. Huge yeah, I didn't know. Jazz scene. There was a, there was um there was the BC Jazz Festival that was always done done in Chilliwack for a nice. long long time until kind of recently. Okay, um, which I didn't I didn't know about. I'm but. I'm gonna give a quick shout out to uh, Big Dave McLean. If anyone is into uh, blues and rhythm and blues, specifically Canadian rhythm and blues and blues, check out that name, Big Dave McLean. Well, I'm gonna do that right after <laughs> right after this, but uh, so moving on. P5, best Ugh. of the rest. Sergio <laughs> Perez and the Red Bull, the one to- qualifying with a 120.688. Uh, uh, He's really just watching his 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 Red Bull seat drive away from him. Oh, like, now, this guy can't get away. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can say. Because I'm, just as a, before the break, we were talking about how, in my mind, Albon is kind of, uh, my take, my perspective on Albon has changed greatly. And it's exactly the same with Perez, but the opposite way. I used to be actually quite a large Perez fan and supporter. I used to cheer for him. I thought the things he was doing at, at Force India, at Racing Point, I thought were tremendous. He he, he saved that team yeah, quite from literally. bankruptcy. Uh, he saved that team the way he drove. Was he was win? He was, I would, I was sort of, yeah, he came from 19, P19. Yeah. Because yeah. that was the Grosjean crash. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. came back from 19 and he won, and he won it. it. Right. Yeah. I I used to compare him in some ways to Alonso in that he would get out a, a lot of the car, get more out of a car. He was the original tire wisp. Well, not the original Jensen Button, and every generation has one, but he was on on on, on the level of a tire whisperer, I'd say, as as Jensen Button. I loved Perez. And I still like the guy. He's well, still, he's still but I just some wax statue. I, I, I want to know what's going on. Like, what the heck is going on? Like honestly, Red Bull has got this. So they got the the drivers' championship sewed up. They got the constructors' championship sewed up. I'm now wondering: Is he going to make it the rest of the season? I, I don't know. I mean, or is Albon going to come into Red Bull for oh, the uh, last uh, nine uh, races? No way. How, no however way. many are left. Yeah, I I I really can't. Uh, you know, he's a hard worker. He he works hard. Uh, I just don't know what's going on. Yeah, and I, I don't know either. Yeah. He, he crashed in practice. Yeah, he's he's only won two races this year, right? So far. Yeah, yeah, start of the year. I think he won yeah, the second he and won the fourth. Sa- Saudi and Baku. Is that two and four? Two and four, yeah. yeah you are yeah. 100% correct. On the two and on the four. Yeah, a, speaking of music. Yeah. Speaking of blues. <laughs> speaking of, <laughs> <laughs> on the two and on the four. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I don't know. Like, cause, cause I still, I still think that if you're Audi and you're a new team looking in, looking to come into the sport, mm. Sergio Perez should 100% be on your list of drivers to take because, <sighs> because of four his, months ago, maybe. Yeah, but I, I don't know. You're still qualifying P5 in a Red Bull. I think the only problem is, is that we know the Red Bull's car is so good that he should be P2 or P1. Well, or exactly. P3. But I think that if you look at his, what he's doing for any other race car, if he was in P5 with any other race car, we'd be saying, this is great, right? But yeah. so I think that as a yeah, driver, fair point. still worth the investment. But what is, like, what? I guess, I guess it, the only thing I can think of is that it's just, uh, the the biggest example ever, perhaps, and I'd have to <laughs> do some research to say ever, but in recent memory of a car suiting a driver so well that it just doesn't suit the other driver at mm. all. Yeah, and and you know I actually think... we saw a bit of that in the first zero side pod years with Mercedes. Yeah, you know, that car suited Russell so well, seemingly because yeah. he outperformed Hamilton and, drastically. And I think Lou, and I think part of that was because Russell was just pounding so much in the simulator and working with that car. Well, and newer to the Lewis. team, whereas Lewis has all the history, and yeah. so the the change is so drastic, it's it's a bigger change. But for, for Russell, it's not really, because he's got no real perspective uh, yeah. on Mercedes. But coming back to Perez, maybe it's just that that car is so different that it just, he can't get his head around it. He can't get his hands around it. I don't know. Yeah. I I think to me that's that's the only real answer I could have. I have other than he the the, the helmet Marco badge. Yeah, it, it could be that too. He's just not getting mindset, the teams of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just yeah. now depressed yeah. and, and he's like I have no hope anymore. Yeah. Every 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 other weekend right. I'm getting he's, I'm getting questioned about whether or not I can do my job. Isn't that wouldn't that be the worst thing in the world? You're a Formula One driver and you wake up hate going to work. Hating yeah. going to work. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know if he does. Well, it yeah. could, you very well this, could be right. At this point. Like, I'm not saying he hates going to work, but he's maybe not loving it. He's yeah. maybe going like, huh, things yeah. were kind, kind of happier back at Racing Point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were. Because he had Esteban Which, of course, is now uh, Aston Martin. Aston Martin, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, like, I mean, that doesn't. <gasps> Sergio Perez to back. fill in for. Lance Stroll. Lance Stroll. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, technically, so technically, Lance Stroll and him are are their contracts do end in twenty. No, I'm talking this year. Oh my god, he replaces <laughs> mid-season. It mid-season. And Red Bull just runs one car. <laughs> they don't need a second That's car. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> that would get them a lot of headlines. What a nuts! Has that ever happened before? Has a team ever run one car in a race? In, probably, in, but, yeah, but but like, but. Because of accidents and other extenuating circumstances, yeah, but by but design, because, yeah, I'm sure never. That yeah. would be amazing. Yeah, what a nuts. That would what be amazing. A, there's, there's no way. That would be better than Mini Coopers and Sprinklers. <laughs> Which we almost had. We almost had. Dare to dream. Which I'm surprised the British uh, Grand Prix doesn't put Mini Coopers as a safety car. Yeah, well, I, I understand well, why because yeah, it, it can't, can't get <laughs> it can't get to that, that right, speed. Right. But could you imagine? Could you imagine how all the driver complaints if they did that? So Sergio or anyone uh, on Sergio's team, if you ever happen to catch wind of our little podcast here in Abbotsford, the F World, um, thoughts and prayers, my friend. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll pour a Heineken out for you this. I'm Sunday. I'm gonna have some tequila tonight. Oh, oh, I definitely am because Jimmy Buffett died too. Oh, so okay. margaritas. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Well. If we if we have another race day party, we're gonna have some tequilas then. Yeah, so, there we go. Um, 
Where are we going to go from Sergio Perez? Well, uh, we got to go up to number four. Yeah, up, up to number four. George Russell. Place. Yep. P4. This is card number 63, that brilliant, brilliant royal blue. Uh, George Russell puts his Mercedes in, qualifies it with a 120.67. Um, pretty, I would say, like the most, the most typical on a perfect day, the most typical George Russell placing that in P5. Yeah, I, and as I alluded to earlier, I was a bit surprised and disappointed because uh, you know I'm not a fan, but I'm not a hater. Uh, but you're I'm not. You're not the Win- Peter Windsor. Somewhere out there, Peter Windsor is just like uh, George well, Russell P4 above Lewis. Yeah, fire him. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. Well, I'm always pulling for Albon these days. So <laughs> you know, he he knocked Albon down a place and Perez, I guess, too. But um, yeah, he pulled a little bit of a lap out of the bag. I think there at the end, he put it together well. Um, Going to be interesting. Qual- is he higher than I thought? Is he? Is he going to get on the podium? I don't think so. Anything I more mean, left un- in that un- car? Unless Charles Leclerc and Ferrari be Ferrari. Yeah. They screw up the strategy? Yeah. Unless for yeah, unless Charles Leclerc crashes, Ferrari does the Ferrari. Well, no crashes, move. but strategies. Yeah, it doesn't say anything. Like, I don't think got Ferrari, a sniff of a podium, I mean, maybe. Charles has crashed at Monza a couple of times. So hmm. crashed in twenty twenty. Yeah. Crashed in not in the race, but he crashed in practices in no. the other seasons. Yep. Um, yeah, it's gonna be that. interesting. I can't wait. So yeah, I, I mean, he's not forecast a podium, so he can't has nothing to complain about George Russell. So we will have to see. Um, yeah, but th- this is another one. This is another case that's very similar to the Alpine, where the Mercedes looks really good some some weeks, yeah, and then some tracks, right? Nope. Which you know that's that used to be quite typical in in more traditional F one, in more modern F one, you, you see the cars. Uh, generally speaking, maybe being a bit more balanced, that is to say having uh, equal performance over a wider range of circuits. Uh, But again, I'll just say this really speaks to how amazing that Red Bull car is, especially in the hands of Max Verstappen, in that it's just fast everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. You just can't can't beat it. It's it's a like yeah, even it's when amazing. Do, even when he goes over the lines three times in one lap this <laughs> today, that uh which I still don't understand how they they didn't delete any of those lap times. We had so many mm. chances. He went over the line. So I'm wondering because there is that. Actually, I'll, I'll get to this in. I'll get to this one in a second. For, okay. I'll save this one for another time because I, I do question this the circuit. I really want to understand it. Um, one part of it. Uh, so, anyways, so yeah, I I don't. I, I th- yeah, you're right. That just talks about how good Red Bull and Max are. Yeah, and and and, and just also they don't make mistakes. They don't no. make strategy mistakes. The only time they, they want extra pit stop is for practice. They knock on wood. You know, they had a couple of maybe minor reliability issues at the start of the season. Some tranny hiccups here drive, and there. Shaft and uh, that some drive, minor yeah. ones, but they've worked those out. And now it's just you have a thousand people week after week after week after week making no mistakes. Yeah. Unless it's for a Sergio Perez pit stop. <laughs> well, yeah. But then, yeah. But that yeah. was for rain condition. Yeah, still. That. You're right. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. But at <laughs> but, least on Max's side <laughs> of the garage. <laughs> Yeah, they must that, pay yeah. better on that side. Yeah, probably. Remember that old? Um, I think was it 2014, 2015, 2016? <laughs> um, those th- one of those three years okay. with uh, Lewis and um, Nico, mm-hmm. when uh, Lewis was like, "It's the it's the pit crews," so they swapped them at Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that swap. That was you're right. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen, or sixteen. Didn't he win in sixteen? Nico win in 16? Nico won in sixteen. Yeah, so I don't think it was that year. So yeah. it must have been fourteen I think, or fifteen. I, I wonder if or it was that was. year because it was like, hey, they're doing better than me. Oh, uh, yeah. To use the pit, pit I'm so looking forward to the Netflix deep dive documentary on twenty sixteen. 
They're doing one? Well, I hope so. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? I, I, yeah. Or the book or somebody. I want. I, that's like, oh, yeah. I, I, I want to know book. the story. Yeah. All right. He said he's going to write he's it eventually. Yeah. He's 2030. Yeah. 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 That's right, another reunion that's, for us. That's a, oh, yeah. There we go. We'll come back. Yeah. Um. So uh, do you think we're good with Mercedes and George Russell? I am. Okay. Okay. So then we get to oh, the, tifos, the, the first ferrari yeah charles chuck Le- charles Le- leclerc i almost said LeFerrari, but <laughs> <laughs> well that is a car that is uh yeah charles leclerc in p3 with a 120.361 yeah he i mean i i'm gonna come back to something you said uh much much earlier in the season very early in the season and at the time i didn't agree but i've gone on record at least twice before of saying, uh, I think you had some very deep insights into why Char- uh, why Carlos Sainz should be the Ferrari number one driver, mm, mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. we're seeing it again. Now we're not talking about Carlos Sainz. I'm sorry, but I, you know, we see Charles Leclerc um, giving it his all. He's had pole here before. He knows how to drive. Of course, he knows how to drive this circuit. Uh, he put in a good lap, but he was outdone by his teammate. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to say about Charles Leclerc, he really impressed me today in his uh, post-quality interviews I'm, with his uh, proficiency in the Italiano. Uh, Italian. Mm. Yeah, I was trying to find it. I, I think I might have found it here. Okay. Um, I should have spoken slower. Sorry, no, no, I didn't no. realize you no, were looking for that clip. <laughs> Had uh, I known you were looking for the clip, I would have spoken slower there. to give you time to find it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But he he had he, he wasn't just like uh, grazie a tutte or grazie mille or whatever. Grazie, grazie. He 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 was like full on fluently speaking to the crowd. Yeah. Um, is this? Who is, so close to Max or, uh, is this the one where he talks? This that's the interview. It's a little further on in there. Yeah. This this is later. So I can't find the one on. Track. It's in that. No, no, it's in that. But it's just a bit later on in that. Did you get much sense of your race pace? Um, the feeling. Is tomorrow probably in very different co- different conditions no i think this is no. after no that's it's in there maximize the points so you're try is at the very end of that in the race uh, but uh, no this uh, isn't yeah. the right uh, interview no? okay. this, is, this is like after this is no, in i the thought it was i remember is it is yeah, the one because the what he said i'm never happy being second or third third yeah that is in the right after qualifying yeah that's so, the interview yeah. where he speaks italian yeah that's yeah. the interview but this you didn't have the, that full yeah, one this, you only is, had this that isn't clip. this gotcha. isn't the the part gotcha gotcha yeah but uh, yeah impressive uh and and to that i thought my favorite part of it was like and this is this is why i just love sports in general is the passion of fans mm-hmm and I think this is what makes Ferrari fans amazing, seeing the love they have and just seeing like the fact that he got drowned out by his cra- by the crowd sure. when he's trying to answer yep. just the question of does Monza feel special? Yeah, and, sure, and he's just and he's just like look, looking around like the Monza know, magic, yeah, yeah, the Monza magic. I mean, and yeah, the, his his Italian and yep. and the fact that he turned away to address the crowd yep. to to them too sure. is is. It's magic. It, it really is. Uh, there, you know, there's often, uh, I don't know, sometimes people will argue, well, F1's not really even a sport. And I, That's of course, I mean, yeah, vehemently disagree with that. <laughs> and if you ever need proof that it is a sport, that, well, there's lots of proof, but here's another one, home field advantage. Yeah. Right? Um, where have Ferrari been all year? Not, not, not qualifying P1 and P3. Yeah. Right? This year. Uh, last year okay but but home field advantage lewis hamilton has won seven times at silverstone 
Yeah. Home field advantage. Nigel Mansell will tell you, home field advantage. Those crowds, you know, have 100, 150,000 people uh, cheering, and you can hear them over the sound of the cars. Unfortunately, these days, it's because the cars sound like crap. But nevertheless, yeah. used to hear them even over the old great-sounding V10s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, home field advantage. We're seeing it here in Monza. Leclerc is a perfect example of that. Science, maybe even better. Yeah. And it's, uh, I just can't get over it. I really just can't get over it at, at too, too much. It was, it was just really nice to see it um, for at least the 24 hours when we were up top. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, when, <laughs> when I came to the studio this morning wearing my double Ferrari, my Ferrari tuxedo, uh, Ferrari jacket and a Ferrari shirt, I wish I had Ferrari pants. Um, and shoes. First thing, I used shoes. to have Ferrari shoes, but they, they wore out. But they were really old. I had them for like 10 years. Yeah. Um, the fir- hey, uh, Longer than any Ferrari car. T- <laughs> Oh, man. Karen says to me, it's the perfect 24 hours to be a Ferrari fan, meaning yeah. you don't have high hopes for the race. Uh, I don't know. I just think that it's just history repeats itself, yeah. and it's Max sure. Verstappen and P2. Sure. Um, you never know with a good start. Yeah. I, I I have hopes. I, yeah. I have high hopes. Yeah. I, 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 well, I'm hoping my, my dream, not my dream scenario, but my my, my the lowest tier on the dream scenario would be I get a radio message somewhere where Carlos Sainz just says, Charles, win it for me, and mm. crashes him and him and Verstappen <laughs> out so Charles well, can win it. Yeah, that would be just like Singapore. Ultimate, yeah, just the, the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. Just the ultimate sac- team sacrifice. And if he does that, you have to submit Carlos Sainz as the best Ferrari dri- as one of the best Ferrari drivers because the sacrifice he did for his team if he does it. No team will do it. No one. He won't do it, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. So but Charles Leclerc in third. In great third. Italian. Good on him. Uh, Mon- but again, Mon- 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 uh, no, good Italian speaking. Good. Oh, he was yeah. speaking okay. good Italian, but yeah. thank you. Um, his helmet was great. Yep. I loved his helmet. Special livery on, on the Ferrari looked good. Yep. I, yeah. I like the yellow. Yeah. Um, I think they should keep it next year. Yeah. Yep. I always if think history, the Ferrari if, looks better with a yeah. bit of yellow. If, if history repeats itself, they will, because last season they had the Monza, the Ferrari, yes. the classic Ferrari the, logo right. on Monza. Yep. Yep. And the only thing that was asked was keep the letter on the back, uh, keep the Ferrari on the back of the wing. Wing, yeah. And they did it. Mm. On the rear wing, and they did it. So who knows? If enough, if, and we are proof to this that if you voice your st- enough of fans, you can make the change because sure. we changed, we got Alex Alvin driving <laughs> the today yeah. uh, before. <laughs> and so if fans, if you want the yellow, just keep hounding Ferrari. That's to keep right. The yellow. Yep. It is. It does look better with the yellow on it. We're going to see the shell logo i don't know why but mm. it, actually i didn't work the yellow on that sure uh but moving on p2 the voldemort or the demon himself max Verstappen. <laughs> uh actually i'm just i'm just gonna say i'm sorry i'm sorry for all the hate i do max give max Verstappen. max Verstappen is i have nothing but respect for him yeah I think, that's, he's, he's, I think i'm just a comp- pure com- sure. competitor that's understandable that I have what to hate him. You, we were talking about the 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 monaco uh, the monza magic well, monaco is magic monaco is also magic but we're talking yeah, about sure. the the monza magic we're talking about the passion of the fans cheering so loudly for leclerc uh, what were your takes on the booze on uh, Verstappen? Look, that's just a fan being fans. Yep. At the same time, you know that they all respect greatness. Yeah, it's, no. I, it's the Tifosi. I, I was totally okay with it because they booed him, but then they stopped. Yeah. It wasn't constant, so it's fine. I, I, they, I was okay with it. I, th- yeah. I think we had I think he even last year a lot more booing and like continual booing. I even remember Checo saying to the Mexican fans like, no, yeah, no, no, because, shame, shame, shame. Yeah, because they were booing Lewis. Yeah. So there were some issues, I think, with fans maybe taking it a little too far last year. But this year, for me, it was great. You know, 
they announced uh, Max, they gave him a really loud boo, and then they stopped, and then they just stopped. So yeah, fair and, play. And Max enjoyed it. You yeah. see him. He yeah. just he. I think he he smiled. He's like, yeah, those they're for he, Ferrari. He, that, that's <laughs> right. Because if he wasn't the best, they wouldn't be booing him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he said that in Miami. He's like, I don't care if anyone hates me. I'm yeah. winning. That's right. And <laughs> and like, and even yeah. in this case, he didn't even get pole, and they still booed him. But. You know, he, as you said, he finished with a, what was it, a 120.307. Oh, right off. Oh, there we go. Oh, you were looking too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought you just did it right off the top. No, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Wow. But, uh, of course, oh, he God. had a bit of a um, an error in mm-hmm. that lap. Mm-hmm. So that could have been the difference. The difference between him and uh, pole setter, provisional pole setter Carlos Sainz is. I don't think it was, was it that lap? I thought it was a Q2 lap. No, I think, was, I, think, I, th- I think it was. I think I think it was Q3, man. Was it Q2? Was it? Uh, well, then that's not as well, good of a story. I won't have to rewatch it now. So, well, if if indeed it was Q2, then it's meaningless. But in my mind, it was Q3, and if it was, well, then that's the difference, likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This was that's to that to answer your question of like high hopes or anything. Um, that that really is the answer right there, I guess. Like, unless he makes a mistake, mm. probably going to get it. But right. at the same time. Apparently the red the Red Bull DRS is not as powerful in this in this one well, that's this, interesting. On, this, on this track because okay. it's too low downforce. Okay, that it doesn't so have it the same air. Gotcha. It, go through. Apparently the Ferrari engine is powerful. Right. This weekend, and we've seen Carlos Sainz in I think two of the three practice sessions setting the fastest time. Mm-hmm. So the car's quick. He's quick. Um, I think Carlos. I think. Hmm. I think Charles Leclerc. Probably is the better driver of the two, but I think Carlos Sainz has more drive, more ambition, and a bit more uh, is in a better headspace overall than Charles Leclerc. Mm-hmm. So ooh, 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 I think ooh. Charles Leclerc puts a lot on himself. Yeah. To to yeah, it doesn't really the pressure. Yeah. And I think, I think that Carlos uh, deals with it better. Yeah, 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 and I think I think Carlos has such a great work work ethic mm-hmm. to deal with it too. Yeah. Um, will I think Charles Leclerc fans will argue that it was because of the toe mm. that he was doing fast? He got faster. I think that's a really poor uh, argument because Charles because Hamilton had a toe, yeah. Sergeant had a toe, yeah. Stroll had a toe, yeah. Perez had a toe, Perez had a toe. <laughs> Um, he did yeah he did and like and <laughs> that's the sad thing yeah yeah, yeah. so I the toes weren't working super the toe is real this. but i i never see you it have, work you have to you have to be really close i never you see it to, work you have to be in like draft distance. you see teams trying to set it up and uh i think more times than more often than not it hurts them um the trying to time, set it up the only time this season i i thought of it Mom's, i how, mean how specifically at monza yeah monza throughout this throughout the years there's so much talk of the toe at Monza. You see teams just doing things to try to, oh, let's get the toe. And it ends up hurting them, I find, yeah. in my in my memory of, of, of it. And I think, you know, we're seeing that yeah. again. But who knows? Yeah, who, who knows? Um, we're, we're talking about Max Verstappen. We're still on Max, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay, it's tough because, like, do you really need to say much more? Because he's just, it's just phenomenal. Um, gets... P2, 21 laps in. Um, mm-hmm. He's just enjoying it. He's Yeah. He's, but is this, uh, speaking of Monza magic. Though, yeah. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. Bring it. The bring Monza it, bring curse. It. Mm-hmm. Because Charles Leclerc, 2019, yep. wins. 2020 crashes. Mm-hmm. Daniel Cardo, 2021, wins. Yep. 2022 crashes. Okay. I think 2018, 
Uh, who was 2018? I can't recall. More uh, importantly, who was 2022? 2022 is Max. He won it. Matt won it. And okay. are you going to find him? Is he going to okay. crash? I like it. Flash. Oh, I guess I guess Lewis won 2018. Did he DNF in 2019? That's this 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 will find out. Yeah. Um. No, he came P3. So I guess at the at the mm-hmm. curse is you don't win it, then it's still alive. Back. But, I wonder then. But who was the last driver to have back-to-back victories at um, Monza? At Monza? Oh, I, I don't know. know. I have to, we have to find that that's out. A, that's a deep dive. That that's is a very deep Marianne, dive. Marianne, we need you. This is where we need our uh, our third musketeer. Yeah. Our D'Artagnan. I probably pronounced that wrong, but she'll know what I mean. <laughs> um, Monza Magic. Okay. I'm going to pull out my Monza Magic story. Uh, it goes back to 1988, my first uh, season watching F1. Lewis Hamilton. Is back-to-back Monza wins? 2015, 2017, 2018. 20, well, 2015, 2017 is not back-to-back. So 2017, 18. 2014, <laughs> 2015. Okay, so 2017, 14, 15, back-to-back. And 17, 17 18. Wow, he's a goat. Um, yep. 1988, my first year watching Formula One, the year of the ever-dominant McLaren MP44, which mm-hmm. won 15 of 16 races in the season, damn near the perfect car. The only race it didn't win. Monza. Monza. <laughs> Monza Magic, baby. Monza Magic. Yeah. And who did win? Ferrari. Uh, Ferrari. One, yes. two. Yes. <laughs> Monza was, Magic. Was, was, was it, 1988. Was Prost at Ferrari at that time? Uh, Monza No, I think was. it was. Because uh, he was still with McLaren, right? 88. I was going to say Burger, but that's can't be Burger. Gerhard Burger in 88. Could it be? No. No. I don't think so. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. Yeah. yeah you'll find out. Uh, Senna yeah. was at McLaren, of course. Obviously, yeah. yeah Which I, I love that you sent us on. Uh, you sent us the video. Of oh yeah, Lewis Hamilton driving, driving the, Senna's MP44. Like, yeah. His, I love the chuckle he has when he takes that it out. Deep. Of the, when yes. He, when he, yeah. When, first of all, when he turns the engine on and he's yeah. like, oh, when you can hear that yeah. roar yeah. of yeah. those eighty. It really cars. feels sincere. It doesn't feel like it's put on for social media. Yeah, you yeah. can just see how fast how he was so excited going yeah. in. Yeah. But when he actually gets to take off down the straight and he just seemed like <laughs> right. he's just giggling at yeah. it. It's that's what I think it's not just about Lewis. I just love that about every driver. Driver like yeah. guys is sure. remember last season with Charles Leclerc and the two thousand three mm-hmm. uh Ferrari mm-hmm. uh that he drove uh, I think he drove Schumacher's from two thousand three three Ferrari. Um maybe not Schumacher's because it was the championship winning car. I don't think he yeah, I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of history off the top of my head, but that was a fun one because I think it was that was Bahrain mm-hmm. he drove around mm-hmm. um, one-handed. Mm-hmm. And that was the one he's. I think his the G4 stuck his hand, to, oh. and so he was oh, just wow. driving the rest cool. of it. But he like went f- full out. Yep. Like went full 200, 300 kilometers on, the, on that. Gave time. her full beans. Yeah, as they say, and uh, enjoyed the hell out of it. So people letting the drivers drive historic yeah. cars. Yeah, S- Sebastian Vettel has driven some of the historic Williams cars. I think yeah. he owns. He owns. One. He owns Red Five. Yeah, he yeah. Owns, he does own Red Five, <laughs> and he has converted it to a sustainable fuel. Oh wow! He's actually speaking of he Sebastian, converted Red Five. Yeah. He converted oh, all their him in uh, sure one of in Senna's ninety car, nineteen ninety car. He converted. Oh. He converted all of his F one. I think he owns three F one sure cars. I feel about that. I'm not against sustainable fuels, of course, See, but I, I would. But it's 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 like it's like repainting the Mona Lisa. Yeah, at the you same know what I mean? time though, he's proven a point with it, mm-hmm. which is these are the most gas guzzling and fuel consumption consumption cars that we've that they've had in the sport. Sure, and he's driving them with barely net with almost oh. net zero. Yeah, to prove a point. I would have done it to some like old F two cars or something. Man, F, yeah, it, it, to know. me, 
I'm not saying it's sacrilegious. I won't go that far, but to me, it is like, hey, uh, the Mona Lisa's kind of paint is faded. Let's repaint it. Yeah, it's to, apples and oranges, but yeah, yeah. I, I need a better analogy. But that's to, my feeling. Yeah, to purists, I think it would. I'm excited yeah, for next. I'm, a bit of a I'm excited for next season. For next, not next season. I'm excited for next season. Always. Me too. Well, but I'm excited I, for I, tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for next week as well because uh-huh. it is the 12 hour uh, Nordfest. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm. Oh. I know for a fact I'm pronouncing yeah, that yeah, yeah. the Nurburgring track. Yeah, yeah. Who won? Uh, after the the but, memes and joke, uh, the David. David Cotard, uh-huh. Cotard, DC, is, yeah, David yeah, Coulter. he's a uh, Scottish he, driver who was who was on the commentary for F1 mm-hmm. TV. If you weren't watching this guy's sports broadcast, he is replacing Daniel Ricciardo in an old Red Bull. Oh yeah, um, I think it was I think he's going to be driving the 2012 or 2013 Red okay. Bull. Okay, um, and then what's his? I just talked to him. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, yeah. is going to be driving. I think one of his old Red Bulls too. Oh man, that's but awesome! One that he bought and mm. it's converted to. I think I've heard that he converted this one to sustainable mm. fuels, and he's driving the sustainable oh, wow. fuel on the twelve hour. Which and I think is, if if this if he proves his point in this, I think twenty twenty six completely change. That that's immediate change of rules. Mm. But that's just me. That's because really he's, interesting because he's proving it. That he's driving it. He's driving V twelves with sustainable fuels. Does yeah. a, does a full race race day test yeah, yeah. at with Silverstone. Yeah. And has a less than five percent f- carbon footprint, mm. and he's just like, "Here's the answer to the yeah. problem. And let's have V12s back." Interesting. Which I don't want V12s back. I want V10s. V10s, yes, absolutely. I go to sleep to that V10 sound. I I'm love not going to lie; it's the greatest thing. That's amazing. I I would say you could. It, it wouldn't it be easier to wake up to that noise. Have that as your alarm. Well, uh, well. See, the <laughs> thing is, the thing is, is that after the start, it you really get into it. Gets into a rhythm. And mm. I'm very much like when I go to sleep, I need to have like a rhythm. So like I I I uh, okay. like certain time music. So I I only really listen to well you you're going, you're watching the onboard, so you're getting the like the 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 highs, the lows, the revs. Okay. It's kind of like watching why I fall asleep to jazz music okay. and like and why Mozart's so good to fall asleep to because of how his rhythm and flows go mm. and, the, and like Neat. there's a weave to it. Neat. And I find that I get the same feeling from the car sounds as long as I don't watch. The, yeah, if I turn the phone upside, like screen down, so I yeah. don't see it, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I can fall asleep to Dude, it. Dude, you work in radio. Just uh, pull the audio out and make an audio file. Yeah, that's that's the plan. <laughs> 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 okay, well now we get to it. We get to the Andalusian, the one we're all here for, the smooth operator himself, Carlos Sainz, number fifty-five. I gotta say, other than Lewis's, because um, I'm biased and I love Lewis's logo, um, I like. The double fifty-five. I do. Carlos Sainz. Me does. too. Um, that was my actually my aunt Doreen who passed away uh, December last year. That was her house number. Oh. Uh, so well, there's that. Uh, for me, the forty-four for Lewis Hamilton. Uh, I lived in Asia for half my life, so the number four in uh, many Asian languages, uh, Asian-based language, Chinese-based languages, uh, sounds like and looks like the same word as death. So I don't mm-hmm. like the four or the forty-four. So yeah, fifty-five actually is one of my favorites. Nice. I Twenty-two do, is my absolute favorite. I see, but I 20, like the fifty-five. I I've always said seven's my favorite number. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is anymore. I think. Are 20, you talking about like favorite number general or favorite number for a racing car? In general, okay. Yeah, I think it's tough because I like twenty twenty. I like twenty-two for a racing car. Yeah, I, I like the numbers that are side by side like the so doubles. Tune but in also, next week to hear us talk about our favorite colors. Favorite colors, yeah. <laughs> listeners <laughs> here on the F World. Tune Blue. in next week where we'll, you'll learn our favorite colors. Blue and purple. I don't about that. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I like, I think in terms of numbers, 12 is really nice. 12, 12, yeah. 12 or 11 because they're the last two 
one and two well they're the last two number names that are original and then everything else turns into a teen or something like that okay and then 12 is the last i think it's a prime number too 12 is not a prime number no no, no, i think (laughs) i forget a prime number is a number that can only be is only divisible by one and itself so yeah 11 is a prime number yeah this is why i got a pity pass in two math classes so <laughs> yeah that's so why i'm a driver carlos no, science Carlos number science. 51 the pole well, sitter provisional what? pole with a 120.294 the only one the only driver in the 120.2s mm-hmm. by a whisper everyone else is 120.3 and slower interestingly though what i noticed and i haven't been paying close attention to all the races but because i was summer break and then i missed a few episodes but for most of the season, certainly up to the summer break, we were seeing quality times faster this year than previous years. Mm-hmm. Of course, not counting for rain or anything like that. But this year, uh, Carlos Sainz pole time is slower than last year's Charles Leclerc pole time. I had that. I actually, the entire episode, I've had that up <laughs> waiting to <laughs> Sorry, to man. No, no, I no. stole your thunder. No, good, because I was going to steal your thunder because you you always do this, right? right. So right. I, was, I had it ready to go in case you asked and, and didn't know off the top of your head. But yeah, it is a tenth and three. A tenth and a half almost. Yeah, almost tenth, a tenth yeah. and a half. Yeah. One tenth and three hundredths off. Last year's. Um, off last yeah. year's, yeah. And that could, I don't know. I think I think that could be like a tire thing because because last year the softs were behaving a bit better than this year. Yep, yep. Who knows? Yeah. And I think but, the softs were softer last year, were they not? No, I think they're supposed to be softer this year. Oh. Because I found everything harder this year because everything goes farther. Yeah, but There's that's... less day. But, but that's the whole thing where like... I think last year there were so many problems with the porpoising. It was eating tires a lot. Mm. And... um. And also, uh, this year they had fixed so much of the ground effect mm-hmm. that the tires supposed to do better. Okay. But also some there's some, some races where the tires get eaten really heavily. This year? And yeah, this year and some of they don't. Uh-huh. And also like not everyone's Alex Albin, right? And mm. so the tire Paris. whisper. <laughs> the yeah. tire whisper. But yeah, anyways, the other off- thing I noticed that was interesting: m- many fewer laps last year compared to this year flip that the other way more laps this year so i wonder if that's a traffic issue because of that new 144 rule i i wonder too um i i really i didn't honestly didn't think about it too too much um because i didn't think to clue that in until just now um i think it could be i think that it also could just be that they're trying everyone's trying to give more space so there's a, there's a they're a bit harder on on regulation and safety mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this in general in 2023 yeah. Um, See, I that, think they added more time to the qualifying this year too. I don't think just so. A, just a, just like I don't not a lot, but I think it's like maybe a couple more minutes. Really? But I, like, I'm not sure about that. My my take on on why that may be again, and that comes back to my thinking that the tires are actually harder this year. I, I and I thought that was the case last year. The tires were softer, so they were had to be easier on the tires, take less life out of them to save more life for the race. Whereas this year, the tires, again, my thinking being they were a bit harder, that allows them to put a few, what are we talking, like six, seven laps more on them uh, in quality. Mm. Don't know. Could be all of the above. Could be none of this, the above. This is we're the talking reason. out of our butt. Yeah. So for any any F1 teams or FIA uh, stewards or people, uh, Formula 1 people who are out there and, and listen to our show, first of all, thank you. Second of all, <laughs> please invite Walter, Mariangel, and I to races so that way we can get this data ourselves. Yeah, and sure. And find out. And we can bring... You, the listeners, to Civil first. Radio, 101.7 FM in Abbotsford and 92.3 FM in Chilliwack. First answers on this. That's on right. questions that we ask. But, yeah. Anyways, uh, to jump back on to Call of Science, yep. what a 
what a great way. Uh, you can see how happy he was there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, he's, I th- what I think is funny is that he's a little bit more matter of factly mm-hmm. to, to in, in, in his race interviews, which I really like very dialed yep. in in that. Yep. But I think like, uh, this is the problem though, is because I, I think Charles Leclerc is just a more Ferrari guy, you know? And I'm not hmm. trying to say I'm bound to, to say anything well, bad about color well, science. Yeah. But it does mean that, like, if you look at, like... What's your definition of a Ferrari guy? One, it's a, he's a tragic... It's a tragic story. Uh, two... Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought I'd get more laughs on that, to be honest with you. It's but a tragic uh, story, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a tragedy. It's a tale. Uh, it's a tragic... He's yeah. a tragic hero. But also, two, I think he just has a very... He has a... It seems a lot per- way more personal okay. that he's with Ferrari, um, and more personal. Like, like mm-hmm. he has such mm-hmm. a very different con- not. I want to say very different. It just feels he has a, a different tie into the the fandom and the the idea of Ferrari and more of a familiar family okay. yeah, kind I could of see feel it. to Ferrari and it's kind of and and that. So everything that bad happens to Ferrari is going to really badly affect Charles. You know, you look at Carlos. I mean, it's Ferrari. You're always going to be like great. Like Professor Seb says, you're a Ferrari fan. Yeah. But just compared to like he doesn't he doesn't address the crowd. He didn't address the crowd in Italian. Mm-hmm. He didn't you know like he says his okay. grazzi and all that. Whereas Charles Leclerc very much embodies in that. But at the same yeah. time, yeah, I can it's see just it. Two different could, people. Could right? take. Yep. Yep. Yeah. D- yeah. Certainly different people. Yeah. Um, different families. Uh, different yeah. first languages. Different cultures that may play into it as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good I don't, take. I don't want him to leave. Good take. I, I really want Carlos Sainz yeah, to stay. Yeah, I don't think he's going to leave. Where would yeah. he go? Audi. That's the only other place that would have him because he's got a lot of connection with Audi with his dad because mm. his his father raced yeah. for Audi in, yeah. in rally. And, yeah, yeah. And he and he had and Carlos I think started with Audi in like junior competition, yeah. so he has a lot of connection mm. with Audi. But twenty twenty six is going to be an interesting year. Yeah, I don't see I don't see him leave. I think if if Carlos Sainz continues to do what he's doing here yeah i don't see him leaving ferrari i think no I, I personally think that and that if ferrari fixes ferrari you have two amazing drivers in sure. your lineup right now and i think that if you if you think about it you have mercedes with lewis and george russell you have ferrari with charles and science if you science if you sign science yeah. to 2025 yeah. and you fix your issues mm-hmm. th- like that's a those are two really strong teams to take the fight to Red Bull. Yeah, but and the, Red Bull only really has Max Verstappen. That latter if is the big if. If you fix your issues, do they know their issues? Can and even if they do know them, can they fix them given the regulations and and cost caps and everything else? Uh, yeah, I don't know because it just seems that every year, next year is going to be Ferrari's year. And we've been saying that. I think yeah. I've been saying that for <laughs> I, it feels like a decade. I literally, literally, text, I, I texted in uh, this is a group again. A shout outs to other people that aren't us, but fastest pit stop on uh, the app formerly known as Twitter, and uh, you can Discord find the dis- their Discord. This was this was a quote from them, which was I literally said the same thing where I said, you know, if you if Mercedes fixes stuff, I think next year is going to be Mercedes year, mm-hmm. right? They look like they're really gearing up for that. And someone says. Go to hell. Next year's reserved for Ferrari. In my response, as it was, always is. Yeah, my response was, it's every year right. is always reserved for yeah. Ferrari. Ne- all, but what ev- have you done with it? Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's always the case. It's always Ferrari's year next year. Every, every I, year's I, I think you're on to something more with the Mercedes thing. I, I think truly next year, it has to be their year. And if it's not, maybe they pull out. Other oh, F one. No. Yeah. No. Way. Why not? Why would you? Why, Why would not? You, why? They're not I mean, getting like, anything out of it anymore. 
Nobody wants to be number two, especially the Germans when you're pumping in all that money. They have their legacy, eight consecutive world time constructors champions. Champions. Yeah. I, what I, else can they do? Look, that is, you, you say some <laughs> out there theories. You have some out there predictions. No, that's not conspiracist. I just, I do like to really go you to go. the bleeding edge. Yeah. 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 To, to like, where the where the the threshold for conspiracy theory starts and, yeah, and, and rational thought ends, ends that's, that's where, where I live. You, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that's, where I live. That's, that's the lone that's the lone yeah. void where you see. Walter. You heard it here first on the F world, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. The, the only man that will wear a Ferrari Ferrari top and Williams flip. I have done that. Yeah, yeah done not that. today, not, not today. today. But, like, uh, um, but you did hear it here first, folks, on the F world Mercedes to leave F one soon. Yeah, because <laughs> it can't be because they signed them to 2025. So yeah, I'm sure they do have some supplier yeah. contracts in yeah. place and contracts. I will say this though: can't, but. if Mercedes loses, like let's say Mercedes isn't hyper competitive okay. in 2026, okay. if Mercedes loses the constructors' championship to Audi, yeah, or Audi wins the mm. both championships, yeah, yeah, then I could see it. There you go. Good point. German, that, yeah, like brand the, yeah. image, yeah, money, yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I'm excited for Audi. I, I I will say I do would have preferred I, Porsche in there. But yeah, and we've I'm had this talk. Audi, yeah, I'm not sure yet. I don't have enough uh, info just because I haven't dug deep enough myself. Um, speaking of Mercedes, I think Toto Wolf looks like he's aged about ten years in the last <laughs> eight months. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Poor look, guy. He looks so. Poor oh, guy. Well, that's what losing does to you. Yeah. Well, or, <laughs> you know? yeah, the, like or I guess you flip does. that the positive way. It's just that's how much energy they're putting in to try to get back to winning. Yeah. So yeah. top three qualifiers, Carlos Sainz, Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc. What's the um, what's the podium tomorrow? Do we go dream podium or do we just go realistic? What? Realistically. What okay, do you think it's going to be? Realistically, I think it's going to be Verstappen, Sainz, Leclerc. Yeah, I no. think you're right. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I tend to right. agree. Yeah. Yeah. Dream podium mm-hmm. is going to be either Science or Leclerc. Mm-hmm. I don't care which one. Okay. I kind of would prefer Leclerc. Sure. But I, I actually, actually, no, I don't, I don't want Science to win. Science sure. has been doing so much for them this season. I want Science to win. No. Yeah. I go Science, Hamilton, Leclerc. Science, Hamilton. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That would be, that yeah, would that'd be, be my, cool. my perfect. That would that would be my 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 perfect. That'd be pretty uh, neat. With with Alexander with Alvin P four Russell P five <laughs> okay. Paris P six. Um, mm. Then I'd want Piastri P. Then I want Fernando Alonso P seven Piastri mm. and um, Norris P eight and nine. And then I'd want Sergeant P ten. Oh, and then that's I don't nice. care who's between P11 right. to P19, no and then mm. I want Max Verstappen, DNF, and 20. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very that's specific the, dream. That's a lucid dream. That's, that's, that's a lucid a, dream. Yeah, if I can, if it, if it can manifest, sweet. But And that's only just because I don't want Max... I don't want Max to get... No, do I? Maybe I do want that. I don't want Max to finish a race not in the points because I want him to continue that streak. Okay. That would be a nut, that okay. would be a nut streak to retire on. Okay. Yeah. At the same time, Monza Magic. Monza Magic. It could be a, a, a Shades of 88, a history repeating itself in a sense, whereby, you know, the Red Bull, if they do not win, if Red Bull does not win, that is to say, if they lose this year in Monza, then I'm sure they will win the rest. And it will be history repeating itself in the sense that there be that dominating car winning every race except one. And that one, of course, is Monza. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
<laughs> okay, I think that's a good way to end it. Though. I think so too. Yeah, so, all right, so we're going to take we are taking off here and uh, enjoy our Saturdays and, and and prepare for tomorrow here on the F World and Civil Radio one hundred one point seven FM in Abbotsford and ninety two point three FM in Chillac. It's so cool to say that. And I just want to say it's been a long time coming. Uh, you can always find our episodes on demand on Spotify. Just type it in the the F World. Uh, and good news. It's you don't have to have premium for it. You can literally just Google, like, find, search it. And yeah, nobody it. would pay for this. Yeah, who would do that? Give us money and donate. Which, if well, you want those to, are two different things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you want to donate and give us money, the our email we accept e transfers. It is thefworld.pod at gmail.com. and you can reach us out on Instagram at thefworld.pod as well. And our app, formerly known as Twitter handle, is thefworld underscore pod because Elon Musk does not like periods or dots. So. That's how you can find us. You also have a Discord that you can find the link to to join there through any of our social media bios. Chat with us. Talk with us. We love it. Uh, lo- love some interaction. You can even, Walt, I think I say this all the time, you can even suggest topics for us to talk about on the show. Yeah, because I think clearly we've shown we can pretty much talk about anything because we've rambled on here for... Now, two, uh, more than an hour and a half yeah 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 and uh send us memes we love the memes we love the memes and everything else yep so uh or if you want to appear on the show would we have someone on as a guest i would 100 have someone on as a guest in the there show. you go you can easily call because it's really easy to get discord and call yep. them in and put them all on right here, so they're Be- sh- homie in belgium yeah reach Join out us. the homie in belgium it's, come on man you're the mvp of the show Let's do this. Uh, anyway, so thank you to our homie in Belgium for always being there and being the first to download, just like you're going to be the first to download here. Shout-outs to everyone that. Shout-outs to the Fastest Pit Stop Discord because you guys give me so much great quotes and entertainment, and uh, specifically Florian, who is the Ferrari fan who hurts himself the most. So from all of us here on the F World, specifically from Walter, we are yours in racing. <laughs>